We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's October 22nd, it's 2021, and we have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Well, getting crushed in DFS. Decided to mass enter the uh, NFL slate. Did not go well, but I'm 7 0 in bets today. So no matter what, I win money, even if I lose all my money in DFS. I don't know how, but I'm profiting money in NFL. Um, I don't know. because I'm having my worst showdown slate of all time. <laughs> uh, you never know what's going to happen. Jarvis Landry just got hurt. So, I mean, that's not a very good thing to see. So, anyway, 10-game um, basketball slate. And, um, I mean, some good games, some really crappy games. And, I mean basketball is back <laughs> like um there's like three or four big pieces of news that we're going to be waiting on um i mean bradley beal being questionable is huge and bead being questionable is huge um so it's always fun um terry rozier i think is the other one i, I knew i saw three 
Let's jump into this one. We get started with Charlotte at Cleveland. There's no total up in this game. Guessing it's because Rogier is questionable. And on the Cleveland side of things, um, Garland is questionable and Windler is out. Um, what are your thoughts here on Charlotte? I'm going heavy on the mellow regardless of if Rogier plays. Like, he was absolutely going crazy in the last game. Just looked fantastic. Yes, Rogier should eat into his usage a little bit. I just really don't care. Like, LaMelo is a fantastic play no matter what. Like, 7.7K is not enough for him. If Rogier's out, I'm fine with Hayward. You can play Bridges. Ish Smith becomes a viable cheap piece. But LaMelo is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Yeah, I'm with you. The Charlotte line's at minus two and a half on Circa and DraftKings. Yeah, there's no total out, though. Um, 225 and a half at Circa. Then it came out. Since yeah, well, that's that's one of the few. That's the only place that has a total there. Well, they're not cool, then. That's all. They wanted to be the first. Um, I mean, yeah, looking at the Charlotte side, I talked about LaMelo the other day um, and, and just said this dude's going to be – 9k in a week um i haven't changed my thoughts he's going to be someone that is going to see a huge price increase um i love this spot for him outside of him i mean i don't hate hayward if rozier sits i definitely don't mind maybe getting a little bit of exposure to hayward um that's kind of it though i don't really have a ton of interest in this spot for charlotte outside of mellow uh, what are your thoughts on the Cleveland side? Not really a ton of interest to anyone. I don't mind this matchup for Allen going up against Plumlee defense. It's not really bad. His price tag's low enough at 6.6. What you'll see a lot on this slate is there's some – the top-end guys are priced up how they sh- normally should be. Uh, the guys that are normally in the high sevens, mid-eights, are priced down a little bit. Um, but that's just something I'm, I'm going to know going forward. But, yeah, it would probably Mobley look really good. Like, yep. really good 6.9 K is probably a fair asking price. Although he played 38 minutes. I, I have no problem taking a shot. I mean, the guy looked really good. He did shoot pretty well from the field. Although even if he had shot just normal, he still would have ended up with a pretty darn good outing. And this is a pretty solid spot for him. So it's mostly just the bigs here going up against Charlotte. I mean, Mobley and Allen are the guys that are a little bit underpriced. If you want to take a shot on Sexton, should have pretty decent, usage in this spot here i'm not taking a shot on kevin love marketing with their potential minutes just not going to do it no one else on the roster really really tickles my fancy yeah mobley was one rebound away from a double double um as well like he had 17 and nine i mean if garland ends up sitting in this game i have some interest in ricky rubio i, I think he would definitely see a spike in minutes um Still played 25 minutes the other night. So, I mean, maybe getting five to seven extra minutes if Garland ends up sitting. So, I have some interest in him if Garland sits. Uh, Mobley, I have interest in him. I have a little interest in marketing at 5,200. He played 31 minutes the other night. And, I mean, it doesn't seem like they want to play Kevin Love a ton of minutes. So, um, I mean, for now, anyway, I, I definitely have interest in marketing at 5,200. And a lot of interest, really, like, my main interest here is Mobley. Yeah. Charlotte's a team that allows a lot of fantasy points to the front court for a couple seasons now. 
Uh, we got the Pacers and the Wizards. 228 and a half total here. Washington is a two-point favorite. On the Pacers side of things, Craig is questionable. Holiday is questionable. Lamb is questionable. Levert and Warren are out. On the Washington side, Bradley Beal is questionable. Bryant and Hachimura are both outs. Uh, let's start here with the Pacers. I mean, I think we start with Sabonis. This is going to be a really good matchup here with Bryant and Hachimura outs. What are your thoughts on the Pacers? Yeah, I mean, Sabonis and Brogdon are both fantastic plays. Sabonis priced up a little bit. 9K on a slate where guys are a little bit underpriced, but I don't really care. It's a matchup versus Washington. It's going to be a fast-paced matchup. It's obviously a good matchup for big men. Sabonis looked great in the first outing going up against Charlotte and should see a similar outing here. Should get a ton of boards. Should get a lot of points. Brogdon looked great in the first matchup. Price tag still not where it should be. I mean, the guy put up 54 points, and his price tag went – it stayed the exact same. The interesting thing is Duarte. Do you think that he's I, – I, I don't see him still crushing it like this. I mean, I could be wrong, but he shot 9 for 15 from the field, 6 for 9 from beyond the arc, like was really efficient, didn't really get much ancillary stats outside of a steal and a few boards, but that was it. So, like, the fact that they moved his price tag up to 6K from 3.3, I don't think they can really pay that off that well going forward. Lamb and Holiday, if they end up both playing, then I really don't have any interest in them. If one of them sits, I think you could potentially play the other guy at 4.9 or 3.7K. Both of them should be in for a decent amount of minutes. Turner, I just don't mess with him at all. McConnell, probably not going to get enough minutes to really pay off his 5.9K price tag. He was around 24 in the first one. So I think you just go with Sabonis or Brogdon. Everyone else is a little bit overpriced, but if Holiday or Lamb end up missing, I think you can go with the other guy at their price tags. Yeah, I mean, you have to check the industry on Duarte because not every site is very quick as far as like pricing people up. Um, I don't have FanDuel and Yahoo and other sites super draft um, in front of me, but I mean, the minutes were there and we already know the verts out. I think it definitely matters if Lamb plays too, because Lamb played the other night and played 24 minutes. And if he's out, I mean, there's just there's a lot of minutes here um, for him to get plenty of production. But I think on DraftKings at six K, I'm gonna probably pass. I mean, the only guys that I really have interest in on the Pacer side is, is Brogdon and Sabonis. Um, I think this is an amazing spot for Sabonis. I think he could absolutely crush here. So. A lot of interest in Sabonis. Uh, Washington side of things, I mean, we were all kind of wondering what this offense would look like. And, I mean, Kuzma, I, I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to be able to play here, you know, with Washington. Yeah, well, I'm not expecting him to get 15 boards again. He did take, I think, 15 shots from the field in the last game. So at 5.7K, I don't think that's a bad price tag for him. Beal, always in play. Doesn't really matter as long as he plays. Uh I think Dinwiddie, people are going to see the first game and be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't go back there. He didn't play great, but he didn't play terrible. Like, he didn't shoot a ton. And I think we could see a spot where he ends up shooting a little bit more here going up against Indy. The game was a little bit of a blowout. It was just a weird game overall. And the Raptors just did not play well. And it was slowed down the pace because it was such a blowout. I think this is going to be a faster-paced game. So I think he's fine. Harrell played 26 minutes and crushed like yeah 5.4k the price tag went up a lot and i think we were on harrell a bit the other night when we talked about it 5.4k i still think that's fine like 
until Hachimura and Bryant come back. He's, I think, going to get that same amount of minutes and, like, coming off the bench, things that he can do, like how he played in the preseason. I think get to, he can continue to pay off that price tag. So I honestly don't have any problem with any of those four guys, especially in a game stack where you bring him back with Sabonis and Brogdon. Yeah, I mean, with Bryant and Hachimura out, there's plenty of road here for Harold to have big games and I'm just I like the I like the matchup for him I like the matchup for Kuzma I mean if Beal sits there's a ton of usage to go around that's for sure um yeah Beal sits play Kuzma might shoot 25 shots if Bradley Beal sits so that's I think that's a little bit low yeah um I mean if he on Dinwiddie only 26 minutes the other night they were very sparse minutes they they kind of spread him out big time um so i want to see dinwiddie playing like 30 35 minutes a night on a consistent basis and normal rotations um so i think that's because of the blowout like i feel like he was the one of the first ones to get the leash because he was coming back from injury but i could see him getting 30 plus minutes in a normal matchup where it stays close i mean he he checked back in when the game got close um, and then it got back down to like, I think it was like 13 or something or 10. Um, and they, they didn't really sub anybody out. They brought Bradley Beal back. They brought Kuzma back. So I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on Dinwiddie. Yeah. It's tough to figure out with a one game sample size. Yep. All right. Moving on. We got the Knicks at Orlando taking on the magic Two twelve total here. New York is a seven-point favorite. Go bet New York right now. Um, the Magic stink. Gibson, questionable. Noel outs. Michael Carter-Williams, Fultz, Harris, Isaac, Moore, and Okoki, Okeke um, all outs for the Orlando Magic. Um, I mean, we're looking at 10 guys in, in uniform for the Magic in this game. Let's start here with the Magic or with the Knicks. What do you think here of New York? I mean, honestly, I'm a little bit worried about the blowout. I'm a little bit yeah. worried about them getting overplayed because of the overtime game. Like, I still think there's too many mouths to feed here. I mean, obviously, For- Fournier had a great night the other night, but we've seen Fournier do that in the past. It is a little bit of a revenge game here, as it was the other night. So we could see him get a little bit extra. He's priced at 6.5K. I think that's accurate. I don't really want to play Kemba. I don't think that he's... I mean, he's fine, but I don't really see a huge amount of upside. It does help that we saw 36 minutes, but again, that was about 10 less than Randall because it was strictly because it went to overtime. Barrett, probably priced how he should be. He's going to see a little bit of a hidden usage. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, Randall's fine, but I, I'd probably stay away from every single one of these guys outside of a game stack, hoping, hoping it stays close, and that's, that's pretty much it. Like, I just don't – this isn't – very, this is not going to be a high-scoring game. It has a 212 implied or a 212 total. Orlando's not good. It very likely could be a blowout. So if you're using any of these guys, they're all priced where they should be. You're doing it strictly in a game stack, bringing it back with some of the shorthanded Orlando pieces. Yeah, I mean, Randall's going to get his minutes regardless here. Um, I don't mind maybe taking a shot on him. But outside of that, I mean, Fournier's kind of expensive. 6500 for a guy that you're relying a lot on shooting. Like he's not going to go out and get 10 rebounds and, and 10 assists. Like you're going to need Fournier to shoot the ball really well. And he had a huge second half. Like he only had, he had a big overtime. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he only had like 14 fantasy points at halftime um, and just went absolutely bonkers in the second half and overtime. So um, I think he had, what, 40 fantasy points in the second half and overtime. So I just I'm, I'm a little iffy on him. I know like revenge, yada, yada, yada. Um, I mean, is it revenge or, you know, thank you, Orlando, for moving me away from a tanking offense? Um on the Orlando Magic side of things, I'm going back to the well on Mobamba. I talked about him um, the other night. I really like him just as a player in general. I think he is one of a few guys that actually has some ceiling on this Orlando Magic team. They had four rebounds the other night. Um, I mean, Wendell Carter Jr. starting as well is not very helpful, but this is a guy that can get five to eight blocks in the game. He can he can put up 20 actual points. So, I mean, Mo Bamba's on my list, but I'm not going to go crazy here with the Magic. But they are shorthanded, so you never know. I, I think I'm going to go back to the wall on Suggs. It went terribly, just absolutely horrible the other night, and he ended up with 13 points. But he did shoot 14 times. He shot six times from beyond the arc. It could have just been opening night jitters. I know this isn't a terribly fast-placed game, but I'm, I'm guessing they'll give him a decent amount of run here being shorthanded. Like, they obviously want to get him comfortable in there. So, I like the Obama call. I'm right there with you. Like, he's going to play the minutes. He can easily end up with a pretty big outing just based off of his blocks. Um, but, yeah, him and Suggs are the only two guys I have a ton of interest in. Um, Cole Anthony, no real interest. Like, Ross... Yes, he can get hot, but he's priced where he should be, priced for his floor and ceiling. Like, realistically, it's, it's, I think Suggs is going to go low on because people are just going to look at the box score. And I don't think that's great because he did shoot quite a bit and he didn't really rack up any, like, other stats. So I don't think he's going to be the type of guy that averages one rebound, one assist a game. Like, he'll probably end up with more than that. And, if he's going to shoot the ball 14 times, he can easily end up hitting value at just 4K. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just – it's one of those spots you're just like, all right, the minutes were there. Does he shoot better in his second game? So there's so many people out for the Magic that, I mean, I met, I definitely don't mind taking a shot on on Suggs. Um, it's kind of all I got, Grant. I mean, if this game's a blowout, RJ Hampton probably gets some run. Um, but even even in the game that wasn't like ridiculously close the other night, like Mo Bamba played the whole fourth quarter. So if they're going to give him these types of minutes, um, I, I mean, Wagner is someone that played a bunch too the other night, but I can't get excited about the magic. Brooklyn at Philly. 230 total here. Brooklyn is a one and a half point favorite. Kyrie is out. Embiid is questionable. Simmons is out. Milton is out. Um, Simmons is technically doubtful on the injury report, but we all know he's not going to play in this game. Um, let's start here with Brooklyn. What are we looking at here for the Nets? I mean, for the most part, it's just Durant and Harden. Like going up against Philly, it's not a terribly easy matchup, but either one of these guys can go for a huge game at any given time. Griffin not trusting his minutes. Harris, big enough slate where you're really not taking him because downside is pretty pretty bad. Um, Mills, 
he went seven for seven from beyond the arc. Do not play Mills at 4,800. Like, yes, he got a decent amount of play. That's just because he was chucking and he was absolutely crushing it. 4.8K is probably a little bit too high price for him. Claxton, I think, is a little bit interesting, but I don't know if he's going to get 24 minutes again. Um, it's an interesting spot going up against Embiid. Obviously not an easy matchup. He is cheap enough where if he gets those minutes, I still think he can end up paying it off. But with all the other big bodies in there, I could I could see them stealing some time away. So, like, really it's just the big two here, I think, is the only guys that you really want to trust. Yeah, and I mean, Patty Mills might get some ownership because of his game the other night. Shot lights out. He didn't do anything else. He shot lights out. He scored 21 points. He had two rebounds and two assists. I'm not chasing it. Um, I think Harden has a better game here. I think he's, you know, on triple-double watch. I like him and Durant. Uh, and then on the Philly side of things, I mean, I, I mean, this is some of the biggest news on the slate. We got to see if Embiid is going to play or not. Um, I know he's dealing with, like, knee soreness. It's the second game of the season. There's ever a time for a dude to sit um, because of like hurting and like he's one of your stars. This is probably the spot. Um, if he plays, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest outside of maybe him. Uh, if he sits, I have a ton of interest in like maybe Drummond and Tobias Harris. I mean, if he sits, then Drummond, Tobias Harris, I'll take a shot on Maxi. Like, I like Maxi these... regardless. Yeah. yeah. Like, all those guys are very much in play. Like, this is just a spot where there's going to be so much usage to go around here that they all have to do something going up against Brooklyn. The only way they don't end up making value is if this game ends up being a blowout. Like, Maxi and Harris and Drummond should all crush. If Embiid does play, I definitely have some interest in Embiid. Like, I don't think they'd play him if he wasn't good to go. Um, going up against Brooklyn, obviously, a pretty decent match for centers. Going to be a high-paced game here. Really like Embiid in this spot. I still think it's fine to play Harris. I mean, they dropped his price down after he put up 41, and now that was game was a bit of a blowout. Now he gets a matchup versus Brooklyn. Like Harris, without Simmons in this lineup, can still do a decent amount of work. Maxi, they gave him a price increase of about 1,300. I still think he's fine. Um, I have no problem playing him. Put up 36 in the first matchup. Now he gets a better pace matchup where the game should be pretty close. Those are the guys that I want to go with. If Embiid ends up playing, if he's out, then just play them all. Yeah, I like Maxi regardless. I know I said that a second ago. I just wanted to say it one more time. Um, moving on, we got Toronto at Boston, 221 total here. Boston, a six and a half point favorite. Siakam's out. Horford's questionable. Marcus Smart's probable. Let's start with Toronto. Uh, what do you like here for the Raptors? Van Vliet, like, I know that he was absolutely just not good the other night like he played terribly he did not shoot well five for 20 from the field but anytime you're getting that volume from a guy that I think at one point had like 13 three-pointers in a game going up against a Boston team that couldn't beat the Knicks who are actually going to be pretty good this year um Van Vliet is a fantastic play I'm willing to go back to the well with OG another guy like don't pay too much attention to that Toronto game between OG and Van Vliet they shot a combined eight for 37 from the field, like absolutely terrible. So both these guys, I'm absolutely going back to the well. I hope it lowers their ownership from the other night. Like this is just a perfect spot for them. They should end up crushing here outside of that. Like not really a ton that I want. Scotty Barnes looked pretty decent 
the other day. Played minutes, but Boucher probably should be in for more than 17 minutes. Like, he's kind of interesting at 5,500. But I don't know if I'm playing Dragic. Probably not messing with Birch. Probably not messing with Flynn. Like, this is a spot where I think you just go right back to the well with Van Vliet and OG. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I was someone that played um, Van Vliet the other night, and it wasn't fun. Uh, but, I mean, I definitely want to go back to the well here. Um, I think Precious gets more minutes in this game. He got into foul trouble um, the other night. So, he's someone that's you know, in a spot for a potential back bounce back spot, as far as like 3,600, you're not risking a lot. Um, if he could stay out of foul trouble in this matchup against Boston, I uh, don't mind him, but I mean, my real, my main target from Toronto first look would be Van Vliet uh, and OG would be the two guys that I'm looking at the most. And then on the Boston side of things, you know, we saw a really good game from Jalen Brown. I, I don't think I want to sleep on this Robert Williams game, Grant. Um, he was very active defensively. He got the minutes. Uh, and I, again, I know it was overtime, but even if you take overtime away, he played plenty of minutes in that game. He played the same as Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart. Like he was right up there with him at 45 minutes. Yeah. He had, you know, 35 minutes before overtime. So, I mean, it seems like it's his spot to lose going into this season right now. Um, assuming Horford doesn't play, I have a lot of interest in Robert Williams. I mean, Brown and Tatum are definitely in play as well. I'll probably limit those guys together. I don't think we're going to see, like, big games from both of them on most nights. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those scenarios where I think you take one of them unless you're doing, like, full-on game stack just kind of hoping for overtime. But yeah, I'm definitely right there with you, with you with Williams. Like he played a boatload of minutes. This guy is a point per minute producer. Got a price increase, which might scare people off from 5,100 to 6,200. But I don't know if that was enough. If he's going to play the, these same minutes, it's not enough. So Brown and Tatum are fine. Williams is a very good play. Um, don't play Tatum and Brown together. Probably staying away from everyone else. Yeah. And, and- you know, people will say, well, Williams, you know, he got to play double overtime. The dude had 4.7 fantasy points in the two overtimes combined. Yeah. No, he was crushing. Yeah. Uh, it had nothing to do with overtime for Robert Williams. He was having a, a really strong game. New Orleans at Chicago. 223 total here. Chicago is seven-point favorite. Hart is questionable, Zion's out, and then White is out um, for Chicago. Let's start with New Orleans. Uh, what do you like here for the Pelicans? I mean, probably Ingram, nah, Graham. Like, they all play, played pretty decent. It was a bit of a blowout there, but Ingram, he's, without Zion in there, he's going to shoot. He shot 26 times in the other game. Nah looked pretty decent, and Graham looked pretty decent. Both of them shot a decent amount. Um, outside of that, like, J-Bell's always in play. He's got 30 minutes. So 7.2K if he's going to get 30-plus minutes. It was a blowout, so he could end up with more than that. Like, always take a shot on Valanciunas who can crush on a point-per-minute basis. It's not a bad matchup going up against Chicago. Like, it's not great going up against Vooch, but it's not terrible. Um, Like, honestly, all four of these guys are in play for GPPs. I think my favorite one is probably Ingram, 
followed by Graham, who's just probably too cheap at 5.5K, considering he could get 30-plus minutes in a close game. So I'm not going to argue with any of these guys. As long as Zion's out and they don't get price increases, which they're clearly not, um, they're all great plays. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who to really expect to see, like, a bump in minutes for Hart potentially sitting. Um, Murphy started the second half, but he did not play a ton of second half minutes. Um, so, I mean, he had a combined, I think he played eight minutes in the second half. Um, I'll have to check that, but I think that's what I remember when I was looking at the slate. So, I mean, I don't want to go too crazy if Hart sits. I think it's just a more of a bump to like Nah, Graham, and Ingram. And like you said, Valanciunas is always in play, especially in a matchup like this against the Chicago front court. I mean, it's gotten better now that they got Vooch, but, I mean, it's definitely um, a spot you could target. Let's talk uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, I was so worried going into the season, like Zach Levine with some of these other guys around him, but we saw Zach Levine put up 34 actual points and DeMar DeRozan kind of take a back seat to him. Yeah, I'm not really surprised by that, but Levine did do that on 11 of 17 for the field. So... Like, I think he is taking a little bit of a hit in terms of usage. Um, I think that's going to continue, and I'm not paying too much attention to his 34-point game. Like, he's still in play as a GPP play every single night, him and Vooch. Both of them are. Like, I don't know if I'd use DeRozan or Ball too much, but those two guys are definitely in play almost every given – every time they take the court. Um, But, like I said, I'm not giving a whole lot of credence to – Levine's massive outing. I think it's interesting. Caruso, 4,200. Like, he played 27 minutes the other night. Ended up with 22 fantasy points, even though he only ended up with three points. I think he's a decent salary saver on this. I think he's going to be heavily involved in the second unit. I think he's going to get the minutes. I think that he's still a little bit underpriced at that price tag. Yeah, I mean, they played their guys, right? DeRozan played 37, Ball played 33, Vooch played 36, Levine played 35. Um, Williams and Caruso played 27 and 28, and then nobody else played over 15 minutes. So, um, I mean, they played their guys. So I think if you're if you're looking at playing Chicago, you're looking at the main pieces in this spot. Um, so I think Lonzo is interesting at 6.6K. Vooch is interesting under 8K. He's always a guy that can have monster games. Um, moving on. We got OKC at Houston, 225.5 total here. Houston, a two-point favorite. Saw nothing on the injury report for either one of these teams. So, um, you know, it's obviously something we'll check on more throughout the day. Um, I will say I, John Wall's out. Um, so I, I said not seeing anything but John Wall's out we know that uh talk to me about the thunder in this spot I like SGA like first game obviously was a tough match going up against Utah game was a blowout was pretty much blowout from the get-go SGA still shot the ball 17 times he just did not shoot well now he gets a matchup going up against Houston it's gonna be a fast-paced game it's got a 222 total here. Like, I, I expect SGA to pay off this price tag pretty easily. If you want to take shots on Door or Basley, that's fine. I don't think that they offer you that much upside at their price tags. 
SGA is the only guy I really have much interest in, and I have a decent amount of interest in him just because he can give you 50 in a game like this where you're going up against a bad defensive team that's going to play at a pretty decent pace. Yeah, Baisley had a really solid usage rate the other night, um, 24% in 30 minutes. So they're just this is a really bad defensive team, let's be honest. Um, not a very good defensive team. So, uh, I mean, in both sides of this game, really – so I, I like the SGA call. I think he's one of the safer plays on the slate, um, and he should have a really good game here against Houston. Uh, let's talk Rockets. Any interest in Houston? Christian Wood is too cheap at 7100 Like, that just seems like a bad price tag. I know he had a bad game the other night. He was bored away from a double-double, and he didn't shoot the ball terribly well. And the game was a blowout. Like, we should see decent minutes from him in this spot should see a boatload of usage. Like this was just a bad game and they dropped his price tag 900. Now he gets a better matchup going up against OKC. Christian Wood is a fantastic place here outside of him. Like, I don't know. Jalen green played all right, but he's at 4,800. I think you're better off taking a shot on Suggs or any of the other rookies in there. that are playing pretty decent. No one else on this team really stands out. I mean, Porter, yes, he can have one of those big games at any given time, but I think this is Christian Wood's team. I think that he's too underpriced here just because of one bad night. Yeah, I mean, Christian Wood, I think, is obviously somebody you can play. Porter had the highest usage rate for this team the other night at 33%. Um, Definitely something to kind of pay attention to is like Jalen Green. Um, Played 32 minutes the other night. He's 4,800, so he's obviously someone that I have kind of on my radar here as far as just looking at minutes because those weren't all garbage time minutes. He played a ton of first-half minutes in that game the other night and didn't see any garbage time in the fourth quarter. So I think Jalen Green, if this game were to stay close, which it should, both of these teams are not very good, um, I think Jalen Green is an interesting value play here at 4,800. I think the minutes are definitely going to be there for him. Yeah, I think he might be right there. He kind of talked me on it. He did take 14 shots. He just didn't make any. Yeah, that happens. I mean, Suggs did the same thing. Yeah. San Antonio at Denver. 219 total here. Denver, a seven-point favorite. Collins out. Murray out uh, is all we're looking at here night before. What are your thoughts here on San Antonio? I mean, Podal, Murray, White. Like, they're... The majority of this offense, they'll play minutes. This game stays close. They get a good amount of usage. Like, that's that's it. Like, I don't really want to mess with anyone else. I know Vassal had a pretty decent outing the other day. Got a price increase of 1300 I don't think I'm chasing the, his 8 for 12 night. Um, Lonnie Walker did pretty decent the other night. Again, just happened to shoot a ton. If you want to take shots on them, that's fine. But I, I'm more apt to play White, to play Murray, to play Podal, just knowing that they're going to get minutes and they're going to have a secure amount of usage. Yeah, I think overall, um, San Antonio is not a team I'm going to love to play this year if they're going to play these types of rotations. They're not going to play these guys a ton of minutes. Um, so I'm kind of iffy about this game in general. I think Denver has a really good chance to control this game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if I were going to play, I think it'd be Murray and maybe Johnson and Podal. But I'm not, like, 
crazy about San Antonio in this game. Um, thoughts on the Nugs? I mean, Joker, if you're bringing it back with some San Antonio pieces. Porter, still too cheap at 6,300. Like, San Antonio is not very good, and there's a decent total in the Nuggets have a pretty decent implied team total. Outside of that, I mean, I know Barton had a really good night the other night. Are you chasing that? I mean, I don't know if... if, The thing is about Barton is he's going to start, and Monte Morris just didn't really, like, take any type of offense from these guys, like, Gordon, Porter, Barton, and Jokic all played well. I think if someone is going to go down a little bit, it's maybe Gordon. But, I mean, Barton's going to shoot, right? Yeah. And he took 14 shots the other game. But, like, I don't know if he's going to shoot enough to to pay off his price tag. I mean, I expect Porter to shoot more than 10 times in this game. He didn't shoot much in the last game. I think it could have just been – random like Merck or Barton just happened to shoot I could see it be more go, go more towards Jokic go more towards Porter like this is the worst defensive team Joker really wasn't doing great for an extended period of time and Porter just didn't have a great game so I could easily see Barton only putting up 10 shot attempts here yeah I mean both Jokic and Porter started the game great. I don't know. I watched a little bit of this game. They started the game the game great. I think Jokic had like 20 fantasy points in the first quarter. Um yeah, they fell off the map and then they came back and they won it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I think it was just a really bad second quarter for Jokic and Porter Jr. So I think those are the two guys you want to take the, the most shot. Like Porter Jr. 63 and Barton's 57. I think I'm finding the extra 600 bucks to play yeah. Porter over Barton. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on, we got Phoenix, who we just were talking about, kind of. Um, 222 total here. Lakers a one-point favorite. Sarch is out. Ariza, Ellington, and Nunn are out. Um, Dumbaya is questionable for the Lakers. Let's start with Phoenix. Um I mean, kind of the exact opposite of the Denver Nuggets. They they had a pretty good first half and then kind of fell off in the second half and let Denver come back and win that game. Uh, it was a terrible night for Devin Booker. What are your thoughts here on Phoenix? I just want – Booker's the only one. Like, he did terrible the other night. He shot three for 15 from the field. That game just went terribly for them. Booker the entire game, rest of the team pretty much after the first quarter. Um so, like, I'm, I'm willing to go back to the well on Booker. Like, he's 8,200, same price tag he was the other night. He's going to shoot. He's probably going to shoot more than 15 times like he did in this game. I know it's not a great matchup going up against the Lakers, but it's not a terrible one. Like, they can give up some points with this now defense. That was last year. I, I, I think Booker's fine at 8,200. Like, I'm not chasing Chris Paul's night the other night. Aiden priced accordingly. Like, Crowder's too expensive. Outside of maybe over on Fandle, where I'm pretty sure he's still very cheap. Bridges is priced where he should be. Like, I just don't see a ton of upside from anyone outside of Booker. Yeah, Chris Paul had um, like 20 fantasy points going into the fourth quarter and had a big fourth quarter the other night trying to keep Phoenix in the game. I do think if this game stays close and competitive, either Booker or Paul 
or even both are potentially having big games. Um, so, I mean, if I'm going to play Phoenix, it's it's Booker or Paul on the cheap end. I mean, I don't think there's really anybody cheap. Bridges maybe at 5K would be the only other guy that I think I'd look at here. Um, let's talk Lakers. What are your thoughts here on LA? Ron or Davis. Like I'm not Westbrook obviously didn't do anything and no one else really did much of anything. I know it's a tough defensive matchup going up against Phoenix, but Davis or LeBron can get it done. It is funny to me that like people in the playoffs last year were talking about LeBron James being done. Like as if they don't remember the fact that going into the all-star break, he was the odds on favorite to win the MVP by a decent margin. He just happened to get injured. They never actually healed from. So that's my little rant, but Davis and LeBron well, probably only play one of them. I know both went off the other night, but probably just one of those guys. Like I don't, Anthony, I'm not playing Bazemore, probably not playing, not messing with any of the centers, not playing Rondo. Like no one's really going to do much in this offense outside of James and Davis and then Westbrook occasionally having a big game where he can just do that. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the big three. I think if you're taking any shots outside of that, just no interest whatsoever. Um, and I don't even know how – I think I'd rank them Davis, LeBron, Westbrook. But, I mean, Westbrook might be really low owned here. So, maybe that's why you take a shot. But, I mean, I don't love the idea of it <laughs> at all. Yeah. I, I mean, his rebound numbers are going to go way down this year, right? Oh, yeah. Like, with Davis and LeBron on the court with him. Like he's going to win more games this year, but his numbers are going to go down. We finish it out with Utah at Sacramento, 225 and a half total here. Utah, a six point favorite. Rudy Gay is out. Mo Harkless is questionable. Uh, what do you like here for Utah? But he's texting me over and over again, thinking they like, why, wondering why he didn't win the Broncos plus one and a half. He apparently does not understand how spreads work. <laughs> no, oh, did not win Denver plus one and a half. Um, Utah side grants. I mean, I like the look, spot for Mitchell and Gobert. They looked good yeah. the other night. They were just in a blowout. They played like the Gobert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now they're playing against Sacramento. It's going to be one of the higher scoring games on the slate. I have to assume it's 225 total. Yes, Utah's favored, but it's being played over in Sacramento, so I expect them to be closer, and I expect Sacramento to be better this year. So I'm not playing this game as if it's going to be a blowout. So Gobert and Mitchell should both get a full complement of minutes. I think both of them are great plays. Um, Bogdanovich probably isn't the worst play in the world at 5,600, but this is just a spot where I think you go with the studs here. Um, Gobert and Mitchell... Both can put up a huge outing. Maybe someone ancillary like Clarkson or Bogdanovich goes for a decent night, but Mitchell's too cheap for this outing at 8.7K. Like they adjusted his price down 900 for a matchup that's going to stay close and is very fast paced. Like this is a perfect spot for both him and Gobert going up against a bad defensive team that plays at a big play pace and the five point spread. Makes me think this game should stay close. So both those guys have a chance to absolutely crush their price tag. And a matchup for Gobert going up against Holmes is just fantastic. 
Yeah, I mean, Gobert should crush here at 7,900. On the Sacramento side of things, I mean, Barnes had a big game. He had a huge third quarter. Um, Fox had a a solid game. He scored 27 points. Um, Holmes just had that, like, double-double type of game. What are your thoughts around the Kings? I don't mind Halberton. Uh, 6K, like, obviously not a great match for them, but Halberton 6K got a $1,000 price decrease. He just had a bad game the other night. It's that simple. This isn't a guy that's going to do this. I know that moving into the starting lineup is probably going to change things around a little bit for his usage, but this guy was very good last year. He should be good again. He should contribute a little bit more with the with assists, with rebounds, with everything else they did the other night. And he's going to shoot more than five times in a game. Like this guy was averaging most games 14. So expecting while his usage may not be the same as last year, should be somewhat close and he can contribute in other ways. And his price tag of 6K is just too low considering a guy that when he was playing 30 minutes last year, he was priced above seven. So, yeah, I like Halliburton. I like Fox. I'm not chasing the Barnes game. We've seen this from before. And, yes, occasionally I'll have a hot streak, but he's going to come back down to earth and start hitting 20 and 30 points. And he shot very well the other night. He shot eight for 11 from the three. He's not going to shoot that well. I don't think last year he had more than 10 three-point attempts almost all season long outside of uh, overtime games. So I'm not chasing Barnes there. I'll let other people do that. Buddy Hyde will occasionally have a big game. I don't think right now is the spot. If you want to take a shot on Holmes, I mean, it's obviously not a good defensive matchup for him. His price tag's probably a little bit high. He could easily get into foul trouble, as he does many times. So you can, you can hoping he stays out of foul trouble, but probably not getting a ton of upside. So it's just the guards for me. It's Fox and it's Halliburton. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here for the weekend. The football podcast up on the podcast page. We recorded that yesterday. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Thanks. All right. I like that one. I can get behind that one. Um, I think I'm going to go Jalen Green. I really I really like Jalen Green today. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust? Westbrook. I like it. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to play Westbrook. I, I don't think anyone should play Westbrook, but yeah, I mean this one. This one's kind of tough today. I think if the game stays close, this guy easily gets there. But if it turns into a blowout, he doesn't. So I'm gonna go Julius Randle um, going up against the Magic. Favorite six X play? Who do you got? Uh, Christian Wood. Thought you were gonna take my guy SGA. This is who I'm gonna take it. So that was gonna be my let's get weird. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Were you going to take Williams? No. I'll take Robert Williams. Is that weird enough? I think that's weird. I mean, it's a 10-game it's a slate pretty early in the season. I don't think we're going to be struggling to find low-owned plays um, on this slate. Um, I mean, do you think Mo Bamba is going to be low-owned here at 6K? I think he's got a decent shot. I mean, it's a big slate, and there's a lot of center plays. I'll take Mo Bamba. Um, give me a bet that you like over under anything standing out to you. Um, let's see. Where was it? You have one while I'm looking. Yeah. 
Um, this is going to be a common theme this year, but give me the Knicks minus seven against the Magic. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with OKC plus two and a half over at Circa. All right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, nope. Just gosh darn Broncos throwing touchdown passes to running backs. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday talking some more hoops. If you're playing NASCAR, three weeks left. Three weeks left in the NASCAR season. It's crazy. So make sure you check it out. The NASCAR package, if you're sports betting, make sure you check out Scores and Odds. I know Grant has been absolutely crushing it over there. And um, I try to give out an early morning NBA pick every day. So if you want that, good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again on Monday. Hey, kids.